and welcome to Crick Club, a podcast where four friends, or is it fiends, watch a film from the Criterion Collection they've never seen before. My name is Wizard Chris, and I'll be pulling the car into the drive-in for this week's feature. Riding shotgun and hanging out in the back seat are my co-hosts for this episode. Who wants to go first? Hi, I'm Corey. <laughs> also Peter. Hi, I'm Peter. And also Angela. Howdy. Um, yeah, as I said, this week's uh, Criterion feature is a drive-in and midnight movie classic, uh, Jack Woods slash Dennis Muren's 1970 creature feature and satanic extravaganza, Equinox. Uh, in this picture, which, which expands on the bare bones that is Muren's original 30-minute student film, four plucky teens drive off to enjoy a picnic and a chat with one fellow's old geology prof in what is sure to be an awkward lunch date. On the way, they encounter a castle in the California desert, a park ranger named Asmodeus, and the exact plot beats of Sam Raimi's Evil Dead, released 11 years later. Uh, I chose this film partially. They're supposed to be teenagers? I guess. See, we'll go into that later. Um, yeah, 16 going on 45. They're, they're college students, uh, age 20 pushing 50? I don't know. Um, I chose this film, this film partially uh, so I could dedicate this episode to the memory of my friend, Jeff Van Dusen, who par- departed this plane of existence for Parts Unknown almost two years ago. Uh, Jeff loved genre movies, the work of Ed Wood, and the charm of an underfunded and amateur production. I would have loved to have watched this with him as, uh, as uh, well as the rest of you in like a dirty theater with a sticky floor or in the back of a shitty car. Um, I also chose it because I'm a huge fan of Ray Harryhausen and uh, the error of like stop motion effects. Uh, for years, my favorite film was Don Chaffee's 1963 Jason and the Argonauts. Uh, Claymation skeleton battle is still to date one of the best uh, scenes in motion picture history. Um, Dennis Muren, who directed the special effects portions of this film and most of the original footage, um, went on to work for uh, George Lucas making Star Wars and uh, The Abyss, Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, a bunch of, uh, a bunch of major like, effects pictures. Uh, to date, he has nine Oscars for visual effects, and I think it's really fascinating in a podcast that looks at kind of first films. This is another kind of first film um, where I think we see some interesting work uh, limited perhaps by a tiny, tiny budget. But anyways, that's uh, that's kind of where I'll start with that. Um, Corey, and I would you... also say uh, oh. this is also uh, in the Criterion Collection. It's number 338. It's in the collection, people. It's a big <laughs> collection. <laughs> Were you going to ask big me to ten. go first? Yeah, right. Corey, what did okay. you think of, uh, of Equinox? Um, so I, I appreciated this movie. I think it is not without its charms. Um when I was watching it, I was thinking of, um, like, whenever you, you know, do a, a filmmaking class or a creative writing class or you read any books about, you know, filming or writing your first novel or blah, blah, blah. Um, some of the most common advice is, you know, the first stuff that you put out, it's going to be bad. Like, you're just you're just going to it's going to be crap until you, you know, get your, get your legs under you and figure out what you're doing. And then you start producing, you know, your good stuff. And I feel like maybe this movie was kind of that. Uh, it was a lot of people who I think went on to great things. This movie, uh, you, it's very rough around the edges and you can very much see that it is super low budget, $6,500, you know? Um, and I think it's, a you can see a lot of people like grappling to like, write their first screenplay and mm-hmm. like try to write their first characters and stuff and still um, not cheaper than multiple maniacs i would like to say <laughs> that's true but i mean also very rough around the edges and very sort of uh, uh i don't know um there are there's certainly a lot of charming things about it and you can uh see the you know diy grittiness of making it um and I, I can understand why it would become, you know, a, a drive-in favorite and like a cult hit kind of following and stuff. Uh, I think that like as a movie, it, you know, it could use some more interesting characters. It could use some better plot. It could, um, you know, pull me along for the action a little better. I think a lot of it felt like it was there to really showcase the stop motion. Um, and I'm trying to think, I was racking my brain. There's some other movie that I some other like sort of B movie that uh, 
famously was written around the stop motion. Like the stop motion existed first and like, we have to write a movie that was around it. If anyone can help me remember what that movie was, because it was also like a um, sort of cult movie of, of the same type. So, you know, uh, I, 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 I liked uh, poking into this world as a part of like uh, film history. Um, but I, I can't say that it was like one of my favorite films or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Peter, what'd you think? I'm not going to be near as nice. I really disliked uh, this um, experience, <clears throat> but I but uh, I, I really did. Now it's rough around the edges. No, there was no <laughs> what edges. No, this is just rough and terrible. And I like, but uh, Chris, like what you said, uh, really like sparked something. Snapped like it really uh, brought brought me well in focus with my thoughts on this because yeah, I really disliked watching this movie, but I think that's probably primarily because I was alone and uh, by myself. And if I were watching it with just one other person, I would have had a hell of a great time Mm -hmm. and I would have found some charm uh, in it uh, because I found very little redeemable about this, which is fun, which is fine. Like I honestly would have had a lot of fun, like laughing and joking with somebody, but like just sitting on my couch by myself, just you and in the movie. Thirteen of a pandemic. Just, <laughs> I I found little, very little redeemable about it. It was all terrible. Even the stop motion and the effects were just like you talk about Jason the Argonauts. I mean, that was what twenty years before this, and like only this is... uh, only like seven years before this. Okay, but I mean, just like leaps and bounds. I mean, I've I've done some animation, and I know more than this person did. Uh, I don't I don't know. There's just like so much about it that was just like. What is going on? What is happening? <laughs> like them reading that whole, you know, Necronomicon book or something. I'm like, what is going on? Are we just sitting here? Staying? Yeah, the whole thing was just. I mean, it felt like a bunch of like young, early 20 year olds making their first like horror movie. And it didn't yeah, and I don't want to well. watch and I yeah. do not want to watch every movie <laughs> made by young 20 year olds. Right. Uh no, no, this was the worst movie we watched, uh, comparing to me. Oh, and like, no, this is really... no, nowhere near Bloodlight and Bammy. Nowhere uh, near. Uh, well, I mean, I completely disagree, <laughs> personally. This is my opinion. Uh, but um, but I do wish I would have watched it with other people. And even me saying that, that this is, the I think, the worst movie we've watched uh, in this podcast, uh, I still would gladly watch it with all of you immediately. Like, rewatch it all. I would still very gladly, like, let's pop on Equinox and... Have a great time. I think that would be wonderful. I wonder if Those there's like a thoughts. riff tracks for this or something. It like, definitely, well, it definitely has that that mystery science theater. I was thinking so much Manos Hands of Fate, like some really mm-hmm. classic episodes yep. of Mystery Science Theater. I don't think it's the oh, same what? level of cheesy, but it's right. no, it is. It well, is. Sorry, one more point about that. Actually, is is it, it like I cannot believe it's in the fucking collection. But but I like it's it's so striking to me that this is like a 1971 movie, right? Is that what 1970? It was shot. It was shot in 69, but it took uh, it took time to get a release such as it is. You could have told me this movie was a 1954 movie, and I would have believed. Yeah, like there's just like all of the conventions. There's nothing that felt 1970 modern about this, and it really truly felt like a 15 year old, like a 1955 movie in a way that I did not enjoy (laughs) alone, at least. That's all. Those are my thoughts. Angela, what did we think of Equinox? People, we've found a movie that I hate more than Black Moon. Impossible. Mm. Thank you, Angela. You're welcome. Like, I didn't think, I mean, I didn't mean to set a bar here, but I didn't think anything (laughs) I could like less than Black Moon, because, like, that just made me angry on a feminist level. But I am, on this film, like, it's very rare like that I watch a film and I go I could write this I could write something better than this and I just found every moment of it to be excruciating in terms of how it sets up the action and then on top of that like there's some really interesting elements in here that would have been mystical and magical and amazing but the way the dialogue worked the characters the editing everything whoa I'm like, sorry there were characters in this movie whatever they <laughs> there was were in this movie? what was it who knows Asmodeus it, is a pretty fully realized Asmodeus character I think uh, it just you know squandered this opportunity this is a this is a uh <laughs> an over sensationalized uh sizzle reel 
Like, they could have just cut out all the bullshit and showed the special effects. Like, I could have watched, like, Criterion Collection could have done, like, a little, just, like, a 45-second little video about why this is important and I would have gotten everything I need in terms of film history from this movie. And, and, um, I mean, it's, it was funny in that regard as well, just because, I mean, I, I know how hard it is to make movies. I write terrible screenplays. So I guess the best thing about watching this movie was maybe I was like, I I guess I could write a screenplay if this can get produced. Um, I guess I could still make a movie if I really wanted to. Uh, but someone mentioned Multiple Maniacs, and I think it is a far superior film to this movie. Like, if we're talking about <laughs> low budget. Oh, yeah. oh, same, it's same year. They right? Cut, like, mm-hmm. Multiple Maniacs was 1970 as well. Can you imagine Absolutely. that those two films, those two first films or whatever, were made in the same year? Oh, fuck this movie. Absolutely <laughs> not a fair comparison. You can't and, compare John Waters to this stuff. Um, I don't think that's... I, or I you also, can. That's why it's our podcast. I'm well, also pissed off because, like, there's kind of, like, an almost girl-on-girl action scene that is kind of, like, predatory, and, and that just pissed me off. I'm like, but this is 1970 or 1969, whatever. I'll take Rose uh, Rosary job over that bullshit any day of the week. Yeah, and, like, those, uh, like, sexual assault faces that they make oh. in this are just, like, burned into my brain. They're just, like, so <laughs> gross and nasty. Yeah. The women characters. Um, Jesus Christ, the women characters are from 1955. Well, but I think the thing, the thing too, is, and we'll get, we'll get to your first impressions, Chris, too, I want to. But, yeah. Um, but uh, I think that Multiple Maniacs was, like, groundbreaking. This didn't yeah. break anything. This didn't break any ground. Like, this was, you know... I think it's people who like like these kind of movies, and this was one of their yes. first movies, and they tried to make one, and they didn't do a very good job. Like it's, it's... yeah, put it in the fucking Criterion Collection, Chris. What did you wow. think? Well, I think to, I mean talk to the Criterion Collection about that. I didn't know it was in the collection. That's uh, I don't know. That doesn't change. That doesn't change anything. Um, yeah, this movie's rough, man. Uh, <laughs> it's rough. Uh, I I kind of dozed off a little bit, and so obviously I had to like. I watched it sort of like one and a half times. Which you are um, wants to do. Yeah. God, I would have loved to have watched this with people. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. Um, it's the sort of movie that like, yeah, demands like that you like yell at the screen with your friends um, and definitely riff on it. Like, as I said, like I, if there isn't a riff tracks for this, um, we should release a riff, like us a, a riffing <laughs> on it as like a special live uh, podcast edition. Sure. Um, yeah, uh, it's, uh, you know, this is where like the rating system breaks down because like, is this a good movie? Not at all. Um, it like reminds, it reminded me of like a, like a Scooby-Doo episode or like a D&D campaign writ very, very small and very, very uninteresting. Um, none of the characters are, are, are characters, um, <laughs> except for the park ranger named Asmodeus, um, which, which <laughs> it's a family name. Yeah. And, and Chris, I feel like you could probably tell us a little bit more about Asmodeus, right? Like, um, Asmodeus demon, is, right? Yeah. Demon Asmodeus name? is, is, okay. a, is a demon name. Um, it, it's like maybe another name for the devil. Um, it is, it is. You know, when I was watching this, I was like, oh, this movie's interesting. Like, this is a time when a park ranger could... This takes place in a reality where a park ranger could be like, hi, my name's Asmodeus, and none of the people that he's talking to are like, isn't that another name for the devil? But then hours in movie time later, they're like, wait a minute, that's the name of the devil. And I was like, oh, so you did know that. Okay, that wasn't that was, wasn't even a big reveal. It was just one character having like an aha moment, being like, oh, damn, I should have picked up on that earlier. Um, Welcome, sugar, I'll be your waitress. My name is Mephistopheles. <laughs> um, the, 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 the scenes where, where, where Asmodeus forces himself or attempts to force himself. Um, yeah, those faces are burned into my memory. Um, you know, you have like, uh, you have like the, 
this brings I think this brings me to kind of my main issue with the movie and I mentioned this and you know I don't know how much anybody really cares about this um, 11 years later Sam Raimi remade this movie he called it Evil Dead he gave like no next to no credit as far as I can tell uh, to the makers of this film and it's a way better movie and I would also much rather have been watching that <laughs> you see I, and I saw this when I was reading about it the Evil Dead comparison and like okay it's four friends who find a haunted book yeah that's it though i mean even the 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 scene of sexual assault is like a plot point in evil dead that in it hits one, with yeah. about the same level of like let's see how long and uncomfortable we can make this fucking thing yeah you i know? mean i i feel like the comparisons are are somewhat superficial um i, I, agree I but, I, but I saw that repeated numerous times i'm like yeah mm, okay i mean it's it's about it, it, it's almost sort of like a trope i guess um it's saying, it's saying they both follow the same trope or something there's, but, there's yeah. even the shot the shot of the book is also like a direct lift um yeah the book like falls down into the frame and it's just like on a black background i'm like i've seen that shot before um it's fine because I mean, it's quentin fine. tarantino does shit like that all yeah, the time and fine. we think he's a genius so <laughs> um evil dead still genius yeah um i didn't really like this movie very much um which is always interesting because i usually like the movies we watch um but there were definitely parts like i liked the i liked the uh the special effects even if they were <laughs> were wretched by uh certainly by today's standards um I think I mean the 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 goofy face of the the winged devil thing like definitely like made me laugh. It just had a really silly face. I don't know. I think you I think it was really spot on, Peter. Like you you like saying uh, this could have been made in 1954. That's what like and and so that's the thing about you saying uh, multiple maniacs was groundbreaking. I, I and again I, I I do agree that it's a really kind of soft comparison. They were just made in the same year and very low budget, and I get that. But I think like this was the opposite of groundbreaking. It was regressive. Mm. It was mm -hmm. like uh, I don't know what the opposite of groundbreaking is, but but relying, but but trying to to be so retroactive or so retro leaning that it uh, undoes every. I don't know. Was, yeah, I mean, it was a student film, basically a thirty minute short, and they're like, let's try to stretch it out to you know an hour, and it's a bunch of people who. Yeah, they're learning and they're looking back at the stuff that they know, and they're just you know copying it. I mean what is it like good artists copy great artists steal or whatever yeah <laughs> but i mean they're 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 copying the the stuff that they probably grew up with and the stuff that they liked yeah um they did not you know forge headlong into you know into uh, new and exciting here, but but they all went on to have you know good careers and stuff like i like i said you the did first step who went on to have a good career except for the the film well, the, that guy special effects guy uh that's he certainly did. true um i think one of the actors gets a gets a sweet gig on wkrp in cincinnati um sci-fi sci-fi uh mainstays of the era fritz lieber and uh, forrest j ackerman have roles in this uh in this movie like they definitely yeah like it is regressive and not regressive in that it's like actively harmful although we can definitely we can definitely make that argument but it is definitely looking back to you know like a like that 50s monster movie um and just trying to like add a different I, spin on it i don't know or well, uh, i don't think it's see i don't like that's not the sense i got from it the sense i got from it was it wasn't trying to it i didn't feel like it was trying to ape or trying to um like it, i don't feel like it was a callback i felt like it was like using like let this is the the height of film and let's just keep going in this mode or something really I don't think they could have. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I don't feel think like they could have had that back. much hubris with a sixty-five hundred dollar budget. I don't see that. Yeah. Wait, what? I think you're agreeing with me. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that they thought they were making necessarily great art when they were making this. Oh. Um, I think they're like, we have sixty-five hundred dollars. Like, let's do what we can with that. I think I disagree. I, I think they're making. They thought they were making good art. <laughs> This is where, so what, what, like, like, are we, are we, are we saying, like, obviously this wasn't made, like, cynically with a desire to, like, make, make a shit ton of money or anything like that. I think the, like, the intentions here are like, oh, we want to, like, showcase our, 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 our special effects wizardry, yeah. our, our 
not certainly not our ability to write a movie but our our ability to like make like a genre film like something that relies on special effects instead of good writing um yeah what were we gonna say angela oh um no i you know i i am curious as to like what was what were the conditions that this movie was made like it it feels like it could have been like that these people were all just friends and made a movie and did the best they could um like was this an actual production um or was it you know something just you know made with love but well, really watched, terrible i watched the it was uh, by a bunch of little kids basically yeah and, uh, they they made a short film and mm-hmm. then what did someone approach them and like maybe gave them a little bit of money to turn it into a full length yeah, they they uh, so, yeah somebody approached them. I think after they showed it somewhere and was like, "Hey, like we can sign you. We can we can get you more money to finish the thing." And that's where uh, Jack Woods, who also plays Asmodeus and also throws himself at the young actresses in his film, um, there's weird weird connections there. Um, he was brought on to kind of like expand the film, pad it out to what is this movie like eighty two minutes, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah um and 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 that's that 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 is what we have we have equinox that that gets some charming points in my book like it does like a bunch of kids just trying and getting some help i'm not gonna argue with you yeah i'm gonna say that another movie with a bunch of kids just trying in the same year was multiple maniacs (laughs) (laughs) no i agree i think multiple maniacs is a way better movie i would much rather watch that again than watch this again God, it was just so poorly written. Yeah, like, yeah. I, I can't get over like that. Um, I can't get over like the uh, it, the the very like the the bookends of like the journalist or whatever. And there's like I think I took screenshots of it, or I meant to take screenshots of it, where because uh, because uh, I am a journalist, uh, listeners. Uh, and and like the line is like there wasn't much going on in the news. Oh, like news was one. slow work those days. Oh, right. And I'm like, what the fuck? <laughs> that has never been true for no yeah, no. no journalist ever has had not so much to do. Right. Jesus. Christ. Uh, but this is probably the first time they've ever written anything. Like that's my assumption, you know. And like, I, I don't know. I didn't again. I did not like watching it, but like I, I also am a little more forgiving because I mean this is probably the first time ever writing anything resembling a script. And I like what I said before. I'm not. I don't like. I don't think that they shouldn't have made this. No part of me is saying that. I'm saying exactly what I was saying before. Of like, uh, I don't. I just you know I don't want to watch all first time filmmakers' movies, uh, including mm-hmm. this one. Uh, I don't, yeah, but I don't, I don't begrudge them for trying to make this. Hell no. Yeah, do your own. Yeah, this is a student life. film that you don't show anyone else, and then you go on and make a better movie because <laughs> right. of the stuff that you learned from the first movie. But for which some reason, a, this one has gotten the light of day. Which, well, that <sighs> reason, actually, that brings us to kind of the whole reason that we have this podcast in the first place. We're reviewing films from the Criterion Collection, and one thing that we always kind of, I hope, has always kind of been in the back of our minds is like, hey, should this be movie be in like uh, the Criterion <laughs> Collection? What is the Criterion Collection? What does it mean to be in the Criterion Collection? Why is this movie here? Um, I would I like just speaking. You know, if we're going to talk about another movie that we watched that is that isn't in the Criterion Collection, I definitely would rather see Theater of Blood in and Equinox out. Because um, <laughs> yeah, that like... movie was grand and delicious. <laughs> It was great. What is it? It's like only one of Francis Ford Coppola's movies are in the Criterion Collection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, who knows how? I don't. Yeah, I don't. I don't hold a lot. Like, I, I, I don't think. I don't think that the collection. What I, whatever. I don't think that that title bestows anything. And I think all art is subjective. And who really cares? It's the rare movie like this where I'm like, really? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it, ha- it has to mean something. I, I, there have to be some standards. Right. And that that's why that's why I enjoy this podcast is I like seeing what what does the Criterion mean? What is the Criterion? that they are saying is in here you know who knows we'll see sure we'll we'll learn more as we go on we're 32 episodes in now so maybe we're getting a clearer picture of it something (laughs) yeah god god yeah no god but would you all like the twist at the end 
That lady's still alive. I, I guess she's gonna kill him. So, so, um... Like, why did he have to wait a year, a year and a day, and then he will talk like that? Okay. That, for me, was the moment where there was, for the most part, I was like, okay, I'm on board, I'm on board. Um, but the swishy cloak figure... Um, just kind of like throwing elbows and uh, and in one year and one day you will die. I was like, ah, God, I wish I was watching just this movie with Who people cares? because this would have been this would have been a big laugh. We would have had a great time. Um, yeah, I guess she's gonna kill him. Um, they didn't have money for like like I don't know fangs or like demon makeup, something to like really make me go, oh, okay, she's like a possessed monster person now. I would, you know, that would have been cool. And I, it, I, I don't want to rail against budget limitations or things like that, even though you totally can. Um, but uh, yeah, like there, the movie is 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 so first feature that you know there are there are there are things missing from the movie that would be in other movies that would be better and more make and more fun to watch. Um, Just better dialogue, snappier, something happening I, people talking about something a story <laughs> yeah i yeah, did there's a so, castle what, now there's an invisible wall now there's a oh yeah. god did, what was that old man doing in the cave oh the old what was man. that old man, the old with, man in the cave. <laughs> with the very clearly like the new shirt that they just ripped all of a sudden oh my god um again reminded He's me of like in a, that cave come here reminded I'm me of a scooby-doo episode you find an old man in a cave he hands you a book yeah it has the Different lord's time. prayer written backwards what what I didn't understand, and maybe it was explained, and I just either missed it or did, don't remember. But like, why didn't they just leave? <laughs> like, yeah. I would have left. Galaxy like, it, it, like an Evil Dead, <sighs> the bridge gets blown out and stuff, and they can't yeah. cross it. But like, shit starts going every down. New, take off. Every new monster or new demon that was presented with them, they really shrugged off. They're like, well. I want to see what's up with this book. I really want to see what's up with that old man. I really... <laughs> that giant gorilla lizard thing was pretty scary, but gee, let's let's keep going down this rabbit hole. The gorilla lizard thing was scary. Um, the the flying demon was a lot of fun. Uh, <laughs> Asmodeus, true form, really really terrifying. I really loved the cutaway of like the man standing in a similar-ish position, and then they just cut to like there's no transformation animation at all. Mm, it's just mm -hmm. same shot. Yeah, it's a bad movie. <laughs> um, all that said, I did like the. I really enjoyed the uh, the shot of the uh, of the tentacles crushing the house. I thought that was great. Really, really fun. I have no idea why. Um, just as for all for a movie like laden with like little special effects set pieces that one was by far my favorite you're also a fan of like tentacles not that you're like super into tentacles but as an i mean i like that too <laughs> there were a few things i did like yeah. i really really it's it surprised me because i'm enormously forgiving and delighted by animation it surprised me how hard i was on like how bad i thought it looked <laughs> angela what did you think of the animation of any of the effects itself Oh, that uh, uh, when the animation finally came along, which they should have put it a little <laughs> bit earlier in the movie so that you would be like, oh, okay, I guess I'll sit through this bullshit um, because there might yeah. be more of that animation. But no, you're like, I don't know how long the movie goes on until you actually finally see the animation. And you're like, oh, that's why this is in the Criterion Collection. And, mm -hmm. um, and I have to say, I got the same feeling watching this that I did watching the final season of Game of Thrones. You know, like, mm -hmm. it felt like a whole bunch of, like, really great special effects, but, like, surrounded by, like, really flat plot and characterization. Um, and that's, So you did like the effects? I kind of did. Like, I got, like, I didn't love them, um, but I also mm -hmm. thought to myself, like, this is what happens when you have the special effects team write a movie. Um, wow. So, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, hundred yeah. P. That's probably very accurate, yeah. actually. Um, um, but you know, it's all right. Like it, it was nice to know that there was something redeeming. Like it was so, like I was kind of getting angry, and then I'm like, oh, okay, I get it now. Um, yeah. It felt like the story felt like a bunch of ideas put together by preschoolers that were playing in a in a schoolyard. 
like, oh, and the monster's over there. Don't you see the invisible wall? Um, and so in that way, I can see the charm of the, the story and the play. Um, but other than that, I was like, um, is this over yet? I think this like, was maybe a prequel to uh, to Cabin in the Woods, just another iteration of the uh, yeah. of the let's send a bunch of morons to get murdered uh, theme. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's fun to pretend it's fun to pretend is- that there's like a little there's like a little ant hive of monsters like underneath the set of the film just being sent up there. Oh no, it's a lizard ape monster. I just love I'm, this. I'm I struck- just love stop motion effects. Like they're always charming. Like even when they're not very yeah. good. Uh, yeah, I will always pay attention to them. Yes. I'm curious. Like, where does this fit in in terms of like Godzilla movies? You know, because I mean, we didn't really have. We had the Blob. You know, we had some horror movies, um, but we haven't had like a mon- like monster movies in the way that Japan did with with all like Mothra and Godzilla. And I'm just curious whether the filmmakers were inspired by that i mean those started in i'm looking up it now they started the first film was in 1954 mm-hmm. so you had so you had like 15 years of that um i mean and they were all through the 60s i feel like america um, i feel like americans don't go for the giant monster movies because you can't like shoot a giant monster in the face and feel really good about it like a zombie or something well, but this is my, I guess this is my thing that I keep coming back to because it, it's striking to me when I think about this movie in 1970. I cannot believe this movie was made in 1970 because it's like the filmmakers never watched any films, like any films that were coming out around there. Like from like 1967 on is when things started really happening. Like really good movies started being made and even like horror genre. I mean like Rosemary's Baby and Night of the Living Dead, those were all like 67, 68 or so. And it's just like, it's it's like the it's like the writers or filmmakers just had didn't watch a movie for ten years or only watched movies made before nineteen fifty nine or something. Like I'm that's I'm really stuck on that of like how dated it feels, uh, even when they're college students or young people. Like mm-hmm. don't they watch movies? But the so, I mean the again like well, so Rosemary's Baby stands out I think as an exception um, amongst horror movies. I'm not sure off the top of my but head there's like, vampire killers there's repulsion there's like there's just a lot of there's a lot of psychological thrills like psycho was 65 right something. i don't know there's like a lot of good movies but this good this movies but this isn't this isn't one of those right so like I the know, question yes. so like i guess the question is is there um like is this a sign that there is no place for monster movies in in this particular era of horror like we do monster movies now um to with like limited success i think but like this kind of like this kind of like like this kind of movie like is this no longer an interesting movie wait you're right though no i i get like i want to i want to nail you down on this though chris like do you consider this a monster movie or do you consider this a cabin in the woods movie (sighs) Uh, because I don't think it can be both. Well, the cabin in the woods <laughs> comparison is kind of facetious and just kind of like I don't know, but I think that's I think that's closer. I would I would I think I would call this like a proto cabin in the woods movie before I called it like a mo- a monster movie like mid you know entry. I don't know. I think um, no. I think that well, I don't know. I I really don't know how to describe it. It's a it's a it's one of those kinds of movies. Those kinds those kinds of like those kind of genre movies that is solely built around these like special effects set pieces um jason and the argonauts the uh, the seventh voyage of sinbad these kind of movies where like not nothing really much happens until you get to the next encounter with the giant claymation monster so like sure it, so i it is a monster movie because that's all that's the only time anything interesting happens yeah and you know i, I don't think it's even necessarily it is fair. It is fair to compare it to other things that were happening at the time. Sure. But yeah. it's not fair to think that things changed immediately overnight. Like, no, you know, I, know, I think in retrospect, everyone's like, you know, oh, man, as soon as Nirvana hit the scene. it feels like a 1958 scene, movie. I'm saying, like, as soon as Nirvana hit the scene, it's like rock music changed forever and grunge took over and all that. Mm-hmm. Well, no, I mean, like, fucking Aerosmith still had hits throughout the 90s. Like, he they said didn't go away. Um, mm-hmm. So, I mean, like, even as movies were hitting a stride and getting better, there were still a lot of people that were just, like, grew up on these, like, 1950s, you know, 
slasher flicks or whatever, and that's that's what they were basing their the art that they're creating on now. And I agree. Yeah. I'm I'm being I'm nit but, I'm not nitpicking, but I, I think I'm taking it a little bit out of context. I think Angela is really spot on of this is what happens when you have special effects people write a movie. Mm-hmm. I think that's like it's not even exactly and, and I would say going. I would add to that first time special effects people making stuff. Yes. Like people it's, who are yeah. complete yeah. amateurs and that and the the plot is not where their interest lies. It's just frustrating because like when you when you love something like obviously these the people who put this movie together like they they have like a certain affinity for the kind of the kind of movie that they're like aping right um you would think that you would try and do something weird or different with it but there's not really anything it is it is it feels dated because it is really yeah like a, a it is lifted from one of the from like something yeah from like you know 15 years ago the only thing that makes the that makes this feel like a movie from the 70s is the director tries to assault one of the female characters <laughs> This is a demo reel. I just realized it. This is what this fucking movie is. It's a demo reel. Yeah. This movie's a resume. Yeah. Like, this is 100% what this is. And that's I'm an, I'm even more annoyed now that I watched some fucking students <laughs> demo reel from 1969. We could have watched Star Wars, um, where this guy <laughs> gets some real fucking work done. Um or uh, or Temple of Doom. I love Temple of Doom. I wonder if he I wonder if he worked out how to do the heart ripping scene. That's some good oh, stuff. Yeah, that was a good movie. That's <laughs> some good stuff. See stuff like that. You're like, okay, give this is one of those things where you're like, oh, give give this guy some money and he'll work magic. But money goes a long way in the movies, and if you don't have a lot of money, it's you and the the giant the green guy the green like cave monster thing um was mm. a guy standing on a picnic table and they used like forced perspective to like make him like menace uh there was some good stuff like, there giant... was some really good i i that was the time when i rewind i because I, I did what like i rewound the most was because that there was one <clears throat> one particular effect one scene one shot that looked very good mm-hmm. um but yeah you need a cert, you need a minimum if you're gonna if you're going to go into uh, into science fiction or fantasy I guess you need a certain a certain minimum budget unless you're going dystopian in which case just shoot it in a warehouse and everything will be fine yeah and Jack Wood never really did anything else I mean he he or never really directed anything else um, this kind of feels his... like a con like they just bring in this guy and he's like oh yeah yeah we'll, we'll shoot an extra like 40 minutes of movie for you uh, mm-hmm. mostly again in I which I force myself right? on a lady but it looks yeah, like his on ladies but it looks like his career was mostly as a technical like uh, sound editor like I mean that was probably his true passion not writing or directing or whatever he, he did was the sound editor on uh, Critters 2 <laughs> Which is a movie Great. that a couple of yeah. us have seen. Yeah, good for him. Great movie. Good for him. Great real, movie. Real Much good. better movie than this. It movie. is a better movie. Than this. It is definitely a better movie. Yeah. Um, God, I love again. I, I yeah. I think it's uh, his resume, and I think it's LinkedIn in the ni- in 1970 was a lot different. Mm. Yeah, that's definitely fair. Um, the special effects team came together, wrote a movie, and. It's number three three five? Three three three? Mm-hmm. Three three eight. eight. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Three thirty-eight. <laughs> uh there was one point in the movie that it just sticks out in my memory where I was like, Oh, I'm 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 a I'm a pampered little like exennial person or whatever, because they were just like uh they're going into the cave and they're like, Hey, let's make some torches and I'm like I have no idea how to make a torch. I should. They didn't either. <laughs> they didn't either. Yeah. It was just bad writing. Like yeah. you can't just wrap a rag around a, some random rag around a stick and call it a torch. Oh, see, I assume that that's work. what you did because I don't. I don't know. Nope. <laughs> you dip torches in oil, and right. you dip those rags in oil, and they did not either. Fine. Uh, I feel did, better now. Uh, I I uh, um was uh uh did anyone else notice the um, I'm sorry. Yes, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm gonna write this down as a pause. Hmm? I got nothing. Uh, did anyone else notice? Because I want to make sure. Uh, the the Yiddish in the in the evil book, like in the satanic book. Yeah, there's like a Jewish like star. There's the Star of David in there. Yeah. I think I don't think it like I think they said that the Star of David was protection, but for for a good for a, for a solid like ten or twenty minutes, I'm like. This they're just saying that 
<laughs> did you, like, the Jewish people are satanic. Uh, I don't think that was the intent. I think they were just going for something like maybe exotic at the time yeah. or outlandish to, to, to the white people that were in this film. Yeah, I just kind of assumed I that, uh, I just kind of assumed that they kind of reached into, they they looked around and was like, anybody know any uh, mysterious sounding languages? One guy's like, I know Yiddish. Okay. <laughs> well, all right, fine, fine. That'll do. <sighs> yeah. I want to I want to have more to say about this movie. Yeah. But there just no, I mean, wasn't no. a lot, you know? I yeah. don't want to have more to say about it. Mm. Angela, let me ask you this. Yeah. Would you would you join me if if I if I popped over tonight and I said, "Hey, you want to watch this movie?" Would you watch it? Would like would you watch it with other people? How many would, bottles oh, of wine? Would. There, would there be a lot of wine? Because yeah. that would yeah. be the only, yeah. only. Yeah, sure. Yeah, only if if like I could get silly and and make horrible jokes about yeah. it. Yeah. Yes. Uh, 100%. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And Jack Wor- Jack, Wo- Jack Woods worked with John Cassavetes. It's a small world. I saw that too. It's a mm-hmm. small ass world. I wonder what his opinion of John Cassavetes is. <laughs> what does he think of misogynist right you know, probably they got along real well and then like trashed each other uh genius each misogynist wow. as modius <laughs> ranger as modius i swear to god i think i want to have a dog and name it ranger as modius that's a. That's I funny. mean, sure. Let's start a punk band called Ranger, called Asmodeus. Ranger Asmodeus. There's so many. Uh, there's so many different applications for a name that great. It's just, I don't know. Angela and I love it. People were would like try to call the dog just Asmodeus. You say no. His, no. Their name this is, is Ranger. Ranger Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Yeah. Get it you right. Spend six months in Ranger school. To right. Not be called <laughs> Ranger Asmodeus. <laughs> Pra. You can call him Pra. Park Ranger Perfect. Asmodeus. PR. Be all right. Sorry. I'm I've never had a dog. You can tell. <laughs> I wish this movie had been gorier or or trashier or or I don't know. Something. It really clicks to me to think of it as a demo reel. It really. Well, this is what really... happens when really square people make a movie. Like there's nothing... Yeah really sexy about it all the sex in it is frightening and uh transgressive yeah yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. they should have given that budget to, to john, john waters fuck yeah oh my god i want to see john waters make this movie i'd see Hell john yeah. waters version Ooh. of equinox <laughs> i got time for that yes yeah i'd watch that that would be funny it doesn't have to have any like it doesn't have to have anything in common with this movie other than a title and yes. I want a big red devil to also be in. What if it was called Sequinox and there's a bunch of sequins and All it's right. also a sequel? I think we're done here. I think it's time to roll. I think Peter uh, Peter struck the killing blow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Sequinox. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> it's a drag, uh, a drag movie with with uh, drag yep. queens. It's so good. I would watch that. It's totally doable. Oh my god! Sequinox, Sequinox sounds like a uh, like a drag queen witch cult movie. Mm-hmm. Um, yes, really, I really want that good. So bad. I'll call John tonight. Yep. Bring yep, it on. Get to work. We'll tweet at him. It'll be dope. <laughs> um. I, well, all right. Does anybody have anything else that they would like to say about Equinox? P- no. Nope. Thanks for picking it. It is yeah. it is interesting, right? It's neat to watch this stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's it's neat to watch this stuff. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, it is. It is sometimes. Sometimes you feel like you not like you wasted your shot exactly, but like you could have had a better time. I bet. Some. I bet. I like probably I have a good you know handful more decades on this planet. If I'm lucky, I bet that this comes up in a conversation at some point in my life. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll probably. I hope to watch it with you all one day. I hope to watch it again. I do hope to watch it again because that'll mean I will watch it with other I'd people. I'd rather watch fun. multiple maniacs with y'all. Yeah, we, we could have a double <laughs> yeah. feature. Oh, yeah. Since double feature, we can have a double feature because we've seemed to inexorably tie Equinox to the work of John Waters. Mm-hmm. 
<laughs> he would have done it better. He, hey, nobody does it better. Man, multiple maniacs really grew in my estimation. <laughs> the more I think about it, the more I just, yeah, love thinking about it. Yeah. All right. Well, here at uh, here at uh, at the Crit Club podcast, we channel our affection for movies and uh, tabletop role playing games into a into an esoteric and uh, and exciting, let's say, system of rating movies uh, based on the uh, the venerable D twenty. Um, it's a one to twenty rating system. It creates some interesting, uh, some interesting opportunities, and uh, quite a number of takebacks. But uh, we won't talk about those. <laughs> um, who wants to go first? Corey, would you like to go first? Roll on this uh, on on Equinox. Still better than Bloodlight and Bammy. Six. Whoa! All right. All right. Uh, Peter. I'm uh, a three. three. Uh, yeah, I was thinking about two, but uh, but I did. I I would enjoy watching. That is that is your lowest rating. I'm yeah, sure. it is. Yeah, yeah it, it is. I'm be, usually uh, yeah. I mean, this, I just didn't find like. I, and again, pardon wizard. Uh, no part of me like like I don't mind at all that we watch this. And so I oh I, no, so no 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 no. Me being harsh about this movie, I don't like. Thank you for picking it. And I uh, but it's like I just found nothing redeeming. Like I really did find it to be. A demo reel, and even uh, even if I were watching it with other people, I still just don't. It would have been fun and funny, but only because I would have been distracted by talking to somebody else, which would have been uh, more enjoyable than watching this movie. God, it felt long. Eighty-two minutes. How did eighty-two <laughs> minutes feel so long? Yeah, um, three, three. I can't, I can't believe I fell asleep during an eighty-two minute movie. I can't. Like, I fell I can't. asleep during Inherent Vice, and that movie is so long. Um, mm. This is now. Anyways, Angela, what did you think of uh, what did you think of Equinox? Equinox. First, first off, I think that our conversation was way more interesting than the movie. And secondly, uh, I give it a four, and I can't. Someone tell me what what I gave Black Moon because I have no idea. And you gave I gave it a one. No, you gave it a one. I, Black Moon I gave Black one. Moon. Holy shit! Holy shit! Okay, wait a minute. Stop the presses. No, you've given out. Two or three ones. You've given out at least two ones. I can do some quick uh, if I could the annals of Crit Club history. If I could give it a dice fell off the table and no roll, uh, I would give it that. But I think that's shenanigans. And shenanigans. Um, you can declare shenanigans on this movie. Can't. I don't know. Is that a thing? Is it that a can thing be. We do? It's our podcast. And not yours. I disagree. Thank I call you. shenanigans on the shenanigans calling. Trixie and Katya, thank you. Um, uh, if I give it a four, which feels right to me, it means that it's better than Black Moon, and I just don't know how I feel about that. Um, I'm going to say, yes, it is better than Black Moon because like, there's a lack of... There's just innocent idiocy in this movie, whereas... Yeah. I, Black I, Moon was aggressive in its badness. Oh, it was so bad. Um, and I, I appreciate the sweetness of good, clean people just trying to make a movie with the best skills that they have, not meaning to offend anyone and falling way short and making people miserable. So uh, that's how I feel about Equinox. I love it. That makes sense to me. Yeah. Wizard, what about you? How you roll? Oh, I don't know. Seven. I'm gonna give it a seven. Wow, that's, that's higher than I thought. Well, I gotta. I have a soft spot for these movies that gives it like a base five. Just when I see like I, when I see yeah. a claymation monster pick up an actor who turns into a claymation man, it was like <laughs> just like kicking in that that jerky, that hilarious. Well, I just I just love it. I just yeah, love it so much. Um, and um, yeah, again, it has the it has some charm as like a, as like a first production because these these kinds of movies like trying to make like you know just trying to make like a genre movie, the, science fiction and fantasy is filled with movies like this, like filled with these like really just like just like bad offerings um, that have that all come with like a certain kind of charm. Um, 
Yeah, and for me, but, like, a sub five is when I'm getting into the I actively hate this territory. Yeah, um, or, like, like I feel like harmful. they're Yeah, like, they're being, like, aggressively harmful towards me. Um, so I didn't, I just didn't like this, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, I liked parts of it, but I did not, I did not have a great time uh, yeah, watching I mean, like, movie. to me, it's aggressive to, like, this was a bad use of my time. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, there it is, a seven. Wow, I think this is the, I'm looking past through our, our deep annals of history within Crit Club, and I do think this is the first time I've scored lower than everyone else. Mm. Oh my. This might be one of the lowest yeah. rated movies total. Oh, of I think it, I think it sure. is. I think even Black Moon I gave like a 10 or so. I think I might have given Black Moon, yeah, certainly double digits. Black Moon was so fun. Oh. It was so <laughs> fun. Lord. Lordy, lord. Oh. Oh, no, I scored Desert Hearts lower than everybody else. I'm oh, sorry, everyone. Desert Didn't Hearts? Desert Hearts? Really? So oh, and branded a kill. Oh, shit. I'm a hater. Okay. Anyways. Um, <laughs> memories. Sorry. I'm just memories. having fun looking at the memories. <laughs> How can people reach out to us, Wizard? Um, if you would like to reach out to us and tell us uh, what you thought of Equinox, or indeed anything at all, as long as it relates to movies, of course, um, you can get us at uh, Crit Club Cast. Crit Club Cast? I'm always, I'm so bad at this. Crit Club Cast uh, at gmail.com. And uh, we are on the Twitter at Crit Club Cast. Um, yeah, hit us up with, uh, with your thoughts, your feels, your love for, uh, for, for the realms of, uh, the fantastic. If you have a demo reel that runs way better than Equinox, I would love to see it. Yes, I would love to see that. For the record, uh, I have scored lower, the lowest multiple times, uh, and the lowest I gave before this was Life During Wartime, which I gave a 5. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. And I was the one asshole who did not give a 22 Sanjuro. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I didn't either, remember. No, oh, you didn't. Right. Oh, that's, you right. that's right. That was the taken back one. Okay. <laughs> um, shall we move on to what else are you watching? Yeah. I love that idea. Um, you know, I've been liking this order so much, I'm going to stick with it. Corey, what else you watching? Um, so, uh, one thing I wanted to mention is a, another podcast. Uh, it's a series done by BBC4 called The Orgasm Cult. And I love cults. I love all things cults. And this is a 10-part series about one of the, like, stranger cults that have come around only because, um... They're certainly, like, stranger, like, ideologically, but this one is just, um, it, it preyed upon, like, uh, like, rich, preppy, techie people, um, and, like, a lot of, like, millennials and stuff like that, that basically, uh, lured them into a worldwide sex cult, and it's pretty amazing, um, the, the podcast itself had a couple, like, throwaway episodes that are just, like, what is a cult? And it's like, I really got to do a whole episode. Like, I did a number of episodes like that. Um, but this is, a, this is a pretty fascinating. It's about the cult uh, uh, One Taste. And um, it started off as a business for with, like, good intentions, it seems like. And pretty quickly, you know, absolute power corrupts absolutely. Um, and then I also just wanted to mention a movie that uh, a number of us watched uh, was American Astronaut. Uh, it was a oh, movie word. that, um, so good. yeah, that I, I had enjoyed a, a long for many years and I haven't watched it for a couple of years. And so I shared that with some friends. Uh, it's a odd little movie from 2000, uh, written and directed by Corey, uh, what's his name? Corey Maccabee. And he's also in a band and the band made like the music, which is kind of this like roughneck rockabilly style. It's all black and white and it's very stylish movie it's a dirty movie yeah very not dirty like and gritty yeah uh but it's also it never takes itself seriously and is a unabashedly goofy and weird and strange and yeah i don't know seek it out i think it's a good like cult movie that's also pretty good movie seconded really really fun really really fun watch um i very much appreciated Corey. you sharing that movie mm-hmm. um what a strange journey it was <laughs> that's it for me peter what else you watching 
Kind of not much. I've been doing some traveling and, uh, like, nothing really of note. Um, like, um... I watched Mortal Kombat, the new Mortal Kombat, which is terrible. Oh, terrible uh, watched, Equinox or uh, terrible Black Moon? <laughs> <laughs> or terrible Life, of War, uh, Life During Wartime? Terrible Equinox. Uh, it was like a, it's a perfect plane movie because who cares? Um, <laughs> and I've been doing like a bigger watch of, rewatch of, um, uh, or like my like every two years I'll do a big rewatch of Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's enormously fun. Um, but I did, um, I don't know, have you guys uh, read a book? Uh, I read a book. Um, I've been doing a lot of book reading yeah. is more of what I've been doing. Look at this guy reading um, books. Yeah, look at me go. John um, Waters would love ya. It's like I'm literate or something. Mm. Um, and I read Do Androids Dream of Electric Sheep mm-hmm. uh, while I was away, which is the book Blade Runner was based on. Uh, Wizard, have you read that? Yep. Yeah, I've read Androids. I had a, it's a good yeah. time. It's, uh, I mean, it's a different kind of story than Blade Runner. It doesn't yeah. have the, the, the wompy soundtrack for starters. <laughs> uh, it, it, uh, Corey, have you read it at all? Mm-hmm. Do you, Philip K. Dick novel? No, but I did it's, just recently uh, watch Blade Runner. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. That's what made me want to bring it up in this podcast. Uh, I, yeah, I'm, I'm really torn on it cause I, cause it's, it was very good. It was a lot better than I thought it would be. And it is a different story. And I think. So, like, I think I truly found, it was one of those movies, or one of those books where I found so many of the elements of it uh, very fascinating, and I really wanted more exploration into particular elements of it, uh, while at the same time, um, I don't know, it was deeply misogynistic, uh, and deeply, uh, I don't know, and, like, shoddy in some ways? But whatever, I, I overall, because it's less than 200 pages, so it's, yeah. it was a, a, you know, it doesn't, you don't spend too much time wallowing in the in that stuff but i was i was really impressed like i came away being like uh this was a better experience than i thought it would be yeah it's interesting so uh... speaking of deeply misogynistic uh the book (laughs) the book that i'm reading is um men that hate women and it's a nonfiction book it's not easy reading uh but it is about the like online like manosphere slash misogyny sphere and so it's all the the red pillars and the incels and the pickup artists and all that. And like a lot of the stuff in like the first third of the book, like I unfortunately kind of like already knew about um, just cause I do, you know, follow this stuff. Uh, but like kind of now kind of past the halfway point or whatever, it's just a lot of like really specific stuff, like real world ramifications of all this. And it's kind of a terrifying book. So not, not an easy read, but that's what I'm reading right now. Hmm. But that's all. That's all I've been watching. Watching pages turn in books. Read a book, people. Give a hoot. Read a book. (laughs) Angela, what have you been watching? You know, not watching a whole lot lately. um, But two things that have crossed my path. Um, One is Amphibia, which is on Disney. And it's brought to you by the fine folks who made Gravity Falls, which is one of my favorites. Gravity Falls is one of my favorite things ever, ever, ever. Yeah. If you love Gravity Falls, please take a moment to watch Amphibia on Disney X Plus or whatever Done. it is. Done. Um, and essentially, it's a story of three girls who are magically transported to the land of Amphibia uh, during a D&D game. I may have missed like the actual first part, but I watched this with my kids on Saturday, um, and they... Um, they loved it. Like they ate it all up. They watched, they binged the hell out of it. Um, and, um, it's just a really sensitive, beautiful show about adventure and conflict and, um, the horrible things that happen to friendships, um, when people are changing or, um, it was just heartbreaking to watch, but beautiful. And there's lots of frogs because of the amphibia. Um, and the frogs are fighting against the toads. And um, it's really pretty. And if you like Gravity Falls, because there's a lot of like game references in it. There's a lot of like um, like class and uh, like D&D class jokes. Um, it's just really a fun watch. And, it, and it, it's surprising, too. It's not the same old stuff that you see in cartoons. Um, mm-hmm. So I... Loved my kids watched it and loved it and so I loved it for that. Um, and then the other thing so was sounds great. I yeah, highly recommend great. it. Please watch it. Um, and After then this, done. Yeah. <laughs> um, and then this week's uh, 
episode of Bob's Burgers, and just for reference, because I don't know the name of the episode, maybe someone else can look it up. It's uh, May 27th today, and so it was whatever episode played uh, the previous Sunday. But they essentially made up an entire fake Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, and uh, Bob and <laughs> Tina go to the fake version of Rocky Horror Picture Show, and it is it is a really fantastic episode. They even wear costumes. Bob is super excited. Tina is just wanting to focus on her friends, and um, it's just a it's a another Bob's Burgers classic. Oh, so highly so highly recommend. Yeah, so good. Wizard, what are you, what else you've been watching? Um, I have not been watching it. A heck of a lot. Um, I have been uh, writing. I've been continuing to write a D and D campaign for my first uh, my first in person uh, in person game in forever. So jealous because because uh, because th- those things are safe to do so, and I'm very excited to uh, to be sitting down to 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 do that. Um, it's fun to play with people in person and like uh, stand up and move around and all that jazz. Um, so I'm doing that, uh, in the meantime, to keep me company, I'm, I am, I forget if I mentioned this, I'm not sure, uh, I'm watching Star Trek Voyager, uh, which is all about adventure and how relationships change under pressure. Um, definitely, like, in my bottom of Star Trek series, um, wrong! I'm only, very wrong! I'm only on the sixth episode of the first season, so I'm taking my time. Um, but so far, so good, actually. Um, it's definitely a lot more enjoyable than I remember it being. And, I, you know, traditionally the first couple of seasons of any Star Trek series are just dreadful. Um, yes. And first is, season is particularly rough. And, uh, and, yeah, the first season is pretty rough, but, uh, but it is also a lot. I'm having more fun than I thought I did. Um, and one of my criticisms with uh, with Star Trek Voyager has always been, I guess I had this, I had this, vi- I have this vision of the show that it should be more like uh, The Walking Dead in space, like it should be a gritty um, slog of a show that's constantly about like managing energy and rations and shit. I am grateful it's not really about that, and it only comes up every once in a while when Voyager there's, needs to make a pit stop. There's a lot in there. There's, there's some in there that yeah that dictates a lot. Um, but I think that's kind of I think that's kind of cool. I think that uh, I think that I'm gonna have a good time uh, with Star Trek Voyager. Um, it's a good thing to have on in the background while you're uh, working on other adventures for other folks. Janeway is so wonderful. She's a great captain. If Picard weren't perfect, Janeway would easily be my favorite. Um, she is really captain. great. Jane, great captain. Janeway is a just a vision, uh, golden. And, uh, you know, it's funny, actually, uh, just very quickly, uh, I remember much more of Star Trek Voyager, the later seasons, and uh, the later seasons are just about Janeway and Seven and the Doctor, and it is interesting to watch these early episodes where they're Mm -hmm. trying out different character combinations, like, they haven't established everybody yet, and you're just kind of watching a show being like, you know, none of you know that only three of you will end up being interesting characters, and one of them's not even on the show Isn't it funny watching Tuvik's Get annoyed by Neelix? <laughs> Tuvok, get annoyed by Neelix. Uh, only the first hundred times. I love Tuvok. Tuvok's an excellent character that uh, is sadly not utilized as much. Uh, I do not care for Tom Paris. I think Star Trek could do with a few less Tom Parises in their writer's room. You just don't understand. <laughs> <laughs> so that's what I'm watching. Great. Awesome. Well, everybody, uh, here at Crick Club, we are uh, we are excited to inform you that we will be taking a little summer break um, while we kick School's off our out. shoes and get some dirt between our toes um, and just generally um, try and get some outside time. Uh, so this will be the end of season one of uh, Crick Club or whatever. We're taking a break um, and looking forward to coming back to you uh, in the near future. Yeah, but keep us in your feed and... Yes, we will be alerting on Twitter at least of where when the next movie we'll be watching is a little bit ahead of time so we can have people watch along with if you'd like. Um, it works perfectly because I do think we started the first episode episode in like uh, September, like last September or something. October, so, maybe. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll come back for our sophomore year. Um, uh, hopeful, hopefully July, but it might be August. We'll, yeah. we'll see. We'll play with it. Yeah. Don't let us do anything. It's summer break. <laughs> Let us get vitamin D. Get some vitamin D. But we'll be D. back. 
but we'll be back. We'll be back. Uh, so uh, thank you uh, to uh, to my uh, my sweet ass co-hosts, and thank you to all of our listeners. And uh, get outside. Thank you for this equinox pick, Chris. Thanks, <laughs> wizard. Enjoy your enjoy your equinox, uh, and may it have a giant uh, a giant green monster. <laughs> <laughs> Right. Thanks, y'all. Bye. Bye. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. See you soon. Bye.